Hello, and welcome to the Three Wheel Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I have Matthew Chestnut here with me. How's it going, Matthew? Hello again, Danny. There you go. Chestnuts roasting. It's the season, an right? Open fire. Yes, it is the season. It truly is the season. And I've heard that one before, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I apologize. Um, what what you been up to recently? It's our quarterly get together. It's a, our little powwow. I feel like we should have like a little fireplace in here, serve some hot cocoa. And what, what's been what, what you been up to recently? Well, here we are. We're winding down the end of the year, the end of the quarter. And of course, the holiday season is upon us. Uh-huh. Um, doing work, uh, the same project I've been working on for the last eighteen months. It seems we're trying to wind down, get some features in place, uh, get the product solidified for the upcoming fiscal year. It's the start of the tax season, and so we have to have a lot of features prepared. Nice. Uh, obviously, there's a blackout period where we can only do certain deployments at certain times. We've got various people on various schedules as far as vacation, holiday, etc. So we're really winding down, trying to get the the product, the feature list that we want to deploy ready to go so we're hitting off the new year in style, nice. if you will. Nice. When do they lock down for tax season? Well, it's it's unknown to me. I know it's coming up soon, okay. and there's certain restrictions on deployments. Uh, deployments of big things, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we can always deploy fixes or minor changes, but if we're talking about big features, we really don't want to do it because their customers are expecting a certain look and feel when they go to the website, and they don't want any surprises. Nice. And you're still you're working with. Who's on the team? Tim's Oh, on we the still team? have Tim nice. uh, and uh, Anthony Hefner is working, nice. Tim Colson, as well as Brandon Holloway doing our QA work. Uh, mm-hmm. Brandon is the, um, I guess it's a funnel where Brandon is at the bottom of the funnel and Tim and Anthony and I just keep pouring stuff into it. Uh-huh. Brandon's been able to keep up. He's uh, done a really great job in testing stuff that he may not know everything about. In other words, mm-hmm. he's really good at picking up things and understanding what he needs to look at without necessarily having to understand the big picture nice you are you guys still running sprints or is it more of like a kanban yeah we're not really sprint related we are we have a release plan focus where there's a certain set of items in the tracking system that we are working on Mm -hmm. and we are meeting daily to talk about that list the team is diverse it's you know international uh, multiple locations and so we're just making certain that everyone knows what everyone else is working on nice nice and so this is we're, I guess we're coming up with plans for this upcoming year to help them out as well. I like the multi-year projects. Those make me <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's plenty of work to be done oh, for sure. Okay. There's certain blackout periods and certain areas when we can't do deployments because it's very busy. Uh-huh. But it also gives us the ability then to sit back, figure out what we want to do next, what kind of features are needed, et cetera, plan them, get them done, get them tested, and then be ready for deployment the next time we're able to do so. So we've caught up with work stuff, uh, personal stuff. Like uh, I know you've done some VTO. VTO around here is volunteer time off. Uh, tell me what you've been doing. You've been doing some running-related stuff recently. Yeah, I've um, I've been involved with youth running for about 10 years now, and I have a a uh, youth running club that I do as a hobby, another job, if you will, <laughs> Alpha Crush Running Club. And so this is the cross-country season, or rather, we just wrapped up the cross-country season. High school running finished the first weekend or so in November, mm-hmm. but that is the startup of youth running with USA Track and Field. So we've had a series of meets uh, here in Georgia for the association level, which is the first round of competition in the Junior Olympics program for cross country. We then went to Tallahassee, Florida to compete in the regional championships, which was a 
region is comprised of South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. And just this past weekend, December 10th, was the national championship held in Hoover, Alabama. Fortunately, all these meets were relatively close to us. Mm-hmm. The national championship had approximately 3,200 competitors across five different age divisions and two genders. So each race had anywhere from three to 400 athletes. So it's a well-attended uh, race, very competitive. Awesome. Awesome. How'd your runners do? Well, it's interesting. I've got some really good runners. I had three All-American finishers, which is great. Uh, Out of the state of Georgia, there were 24, I believe, All-American runners total, and I had three of them. All-American status is uh, bestowed upon those who finish in the top 25 in their specific age division. But you know what's interesting? I might have had a sixth-place finisher in one race, but I also had the last-place finisher in the same race. Mm. So my club you know, doesn't cater to just the elite runners. There are certain clubs across the country who are elite teams. They, they handpick athletes to participate, and they always do very well. I take whoever comes to me, and we just work with them, and they all enjoy it regardless of their ability. Uh, the, the, the girl who finished last place had just as much fun as the girl who finished first. <laughs> Any of them aspiring to be Olympians? Well, you know, when they're – I have ages anywhere from 7 to 14, seven usually to 14. through you know eighth grade, and then uh-huh. they move on to high school. It's interesting to hear them talk about their running future and their talk about grandiose visions of gold medals and championships and things of that nature. Our goal is simply to instill the love of running and uh-huh. give them the ability to compete with you know uh, kids their same age uh, in various venues, whether it's cross country or track. So yeah, I, I have some that are quite good. They're at the national level. Obviously, finishing in the top 10 in these events really means something. They are... Uh, gathering friendships with their fellow competitors mm-hmm. so that they see them at the various national meets, etc. And so it works out. They get new friends, they get strong competition, and they really enjoy it. What's the, what's the typical advice or maybe the best advice or the most often given advice to the runners that you have? The, the big thing is always simply to try their best. I mean, whether you're super fast or just kind of fast. The key is is always showing up the day of the meet and trying your best. Mm-hmm. What I like about cross country over track is that it is team oriented in the sense that five athletes up to five to eight athletes form a team. And team scoring depends on their finishing order in the race. The lower number is the better number. Mm-hmm. So it incentivizes the kids to go out and run fast. They cheer each other on. There's the, a little bit of a bond that um, forms amongst them. So the key is just for them to enjoy it. I mean, some parents are hyper competitive and they want their kid to be the fastest in the world. I just want them to be able to run continuously, Mm -hmm. to run for life, if you will. Mm -hmm. We're trying to prepare these kids for high school running. It's, It's kind of the first stage that we get them as youth. We move them on to high school. If they have some aptitude, then they can go to college. But we're the first step, if you will, getting them introduced to running. And does Alpha Crush, does it, um, you're working with them year round and then you certain periods of time where you're all together or you give them sort of like a a plan for the year? Sometimes it feels like it's year round. (laughs) Uh, Right now we're on our longest break. Uh, The uh, national championship is the second weekend in December. We start up with our spring track season in March when daylight savings time kicks in again. And then so our seasons really we have two. We have a track season that runs March through July, Mm -hmm. and then we have a cross-country season that runs August through December. So we get a little bit of break in between. What the kids do during the break is they drive their parents crazy. (laughs) So the parents have asked, could we host some kind of weekly events, weekly runs, 
to keep the kids active and um, exercised. Mm-hmm. And so during the winter months, we'll meet once a week at a various locations throughout the area, and we'll do a run. The kids like it because after the run, we'll go to some place to get a bagel, a muffin, a hot chocolate, or whatever. So I jokingly say we might be running anywhere from three to ten miles, depending on the athlete. And they're talking 99% of the time about what they're going to get at the restaurant when we get done. They're not even worried about the run itself, which tells me that they're enjoying it. They're not Mm -hmm. worried about the run, and they're also quite in good shape. Nice, nice. So we're we're always talking about technology around here. Is there any technology that these kids use to improve their running? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. The the technology not only for their running but for my management of the club. Ah. Um, you know that's a big thing for me to be able to scale this. We have 110 kids on the roster, and I need to be able to send out communications, emails, uh, website. So we've got we use all the stuff at our disposal. We have a website. We use an email communication system. We use. Um, uh, text reminders. Nice. The kids who have uh, watches sometimes just use a simple chronometer, a simple stopwatch that counts mm-hmm. the number of uh, minutes they've been running. Others have GPS watches. In fact, it becomes a running joke where before we start a particular training run, we have to wait a few seconds or a few minutes for everyone's <laughs> GPS watch to sync before we can get started. So um, they nice. definitely use technology to their benefit. What's nice about running, it's a relatively inexpensive sport. Shoes are probably the most expensive item. And mm-hmm. with kids, they go out, grow out of their shoes very quickly. We recycle shoes where possible. Certain athletes use uh, spikes or special shoes for cross country and or track when they grow out of them we take them and distribute them to some other kid who might need them the next season so we get a lot of shoes that are gently used but we can reuse them over and over awesome awesome i think it's wonderful that you do this it's great you can use some i guess vto you're using that to go and work some of these events is that correct yeah that's that's a good point uh the vto the volunteer time off has been very beneficial for me i get five days a year and i have my running club and so we'll travel to meets i'm also a usa track and field official so i'll officiate at some of these meets as well Uh, i get the opportunity to do high school championships college championships professional meets part of the volunteer Port, a part of USA Track and Field, as well as my own running club. So it's it's nice to have that option to be able to contribute and not worry about work and things of that nature. So as an official, you got you have any stories about disqualification or anything? Well, I, anything there's always disqualifications, that? but here's a story that I tell my kids. I was working this professional meet, and I have these athletes who are pros. They've been doing this for years, uh-huh. and I'm a starter, so I'm at the starting line preparing for the next race, which happens to be an 800-meter race on the track, two loops around. Well, there's certain starting areas depending on the distance because there's a staggered start depending on which lane you're in. You know, lane one has a a slightly less stagger or no stagger at all then lane seven or eight has the big stagger well the professional athletes theoretically should know where they're supposed to stand for mm-hmm. a given race well here is this professional athlete very well known she's standing where the 400 meter start is which is farther up than the 800 meter start <laughs> and all the other lady athletes are saying maggie come back maggie <laughs> and so she finally realized her faux pas and it was they all laughed about it but we got it the race underway. Well, I tell my kids that these professional athletes are just like you. Yeah. They want to know where their bib numbers are, what time their race is, where do I stand, where do I go. They ask the same questions whether they're 25 or 8 years old. Nice. Nice. That's a great story. Well, thank you for all that you're doing and and uh, it's great that the especially on these larger pro- or larger longer projects, uh, keeping up the pace and keeping things going and uh, 
uh, thank you for all you're doing at work and thank you for the great things you're doing with these kids. It's wonderful to hear that. It's uh, really good stuff that you're doing. Thanks, Danny. I'm, I'm looking forward to this short break. I've got a, a couple of weeks, I guess, of vacation coming up to recharge, nice. get ready for the next year, and I'm looking forward to it. Great. You hang. You sticking around here for the holidays, or I'm headed to Texas for a couple of days, but primarily here in Georgia. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen and to catch up here with uh, Matthew Chestnut. And thanks, Matthew. All right. Thank you, Danny. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye bye.